everybody. I'm Noelle. And this is Jenna. And this is More Than Murder, where we delve into everything eerie with a side of true crime. More Than Murder is not your typical true crime podcast. Join us on a tour through the haunted, the bloody, the creepy, and the nutty on our Freaky Fridays. Hello. Hi. Are you ready for uh, today's episode? I think I am. Yeah, I know that it's it's oh, it's kind of not a gross, pleasant. disturbing one. So yeah, oh, should we like disclaimer? <laughs> we are. I'm adding a warning for today's episode. That's probably a good thing. Triggers and all sorts of other things. Today we're going to be talking about the Ken and Barbie Killers, mm-hmm. which even had like a couple other n- nicknames along the way. Uh, but they were a married couple who also drew attention for their looks, so that's why they were called the Ken and Barbie Killers. Uh, The couple was known for raping and murdering young women and even a sibling of one of the two. Garbage. Yes, it is crazy. I would usually do ladies first, but to go in chronological order, we are just going to start with Paul. He was born first. All right. Paul Bernardo was born in Ontario, Canada in 1964. His parents had three children and he was the youngest of them. His parents were always fighting and his mom, Marilyn, didn't seem to like his dad, Kenneth, too much. Mm. Kenneth ended up getting into trouble with the law a bit later in life for pedophilia, uh, being a creeper. Um, Sorry, not... (laughs) Being a creeper. A creeper! So... Okay, so Kenneth ended up getting in trouble later in life with the law for pedophilia, being a peeper creeper. So he was a peeping Tom. Mistreating his children, and he also molested his daughter, Paul's sister. Yeah, so he had some pretty nasty tendencies. So grossness just runs in the family line. Yes, yes it does. Fun, I think that's a precursor, guys. Uh Uh-huh. Paul's mom would go visiting family members many times on the weekends because she just didn't want to be home uh, with Kenneth and would even just retreat to the basement when she was home. So she was very reclusive. She was um, she was kind of like that a battered hermit, woman, just you know. Kinda, I wouldn't want to be near him. I wouldn't either. Huh? No huh? way. Especially if she knows what he did to their daughter and all this stuff. <sighs> Ugh. So. Yuck. Yuck indeed. From what I read, Paul was mostly unaware of how broken his home life was, but subconsciously there was something starting to go wrong. As a child, he was in the Boy Scouts where they teach you how to start building fires and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And he really enjoyed that. How to be that outdoorsy man. Yeah, he, he started making fires quite often in the Scouts. There was not much elaboration on that, but it kind of led me to believe that he was starting fires kind of thing. in places he yeah. shouldn't have and when he wasn't told to and things like that. I feel like that's something that's ingrained in men. You know, just if that you go explosives, fireworks, loud just, noises. Just and starting fire. a fire period. Like I went camping with a bunch of you know, my husband and some of his friends, and it was like, I want to build the fire, I want to build the fire, do it like this, do it like that. Oh, I'll get it started first. Like I know, they all think they have the best way to build the wood. Yes, you, know, you got to a make... teepee. No, yeah. no, no, that teepee is a mess. You got to do this, and you got to lay that. And uh, Yeah, I don't get it. I guess it's like, all right, go oh, ahead. Oh. 
cavemen know how to build fire. I meant, oh. hear me roar. <laughs> yeah, that's... I do that to Gustavo all the time. When he thinks that he's doing manly things and he, like, goes and kind of brags about it, I uh-huh. go, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. he's yeah. just, like, an ape beating on his chest. Oh. oh. That's the male syndrome. Which, I mean... No offense. I feel like if I had a fire pit, which I want to get one, I would be like, ooh, let me kind of start the fire. But I would be starting it with, like, easy stuff. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be sitting out there with, like, my kindling and all that. Like, oh, no. We use kindling and it. stuff. Fuck oh, it. no way. No, I do not like <laughs> the, the idea of gas. I, I would just use kindling because that's what we have around Well, it burns up property, anyway, but... and then you just have your fire and it just keeps going. You're done. Oh, gosh. So... When he was 16 in 1981, his parents had a fight, which resulted in telling Paul that instead of being Kenneth's biological son, he was actually a product of sexual assault. And from... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, literally, he found this awful piece of news out. And from then on, he hated his mother for it. Even though she was the victim and was sexually assaulted. I know. It's hard. It's hard. Called her awful names like whore and slut. And at this point, after this was now her third child, which apparently, I mean, she was sexually assaulted while still being, you know, in a relationship and having her her own other kids Mm -hmm. already. Mm -hmm. She responded to him by calling him a bastard. So, that's kind of painful because of the situation and stuff. Yeah. She hasn't had a great life. She's been abused and all this other stuff. And, I mean, honestly, if someone started calling me that after being victim to something, I probably wouldn't respond well either. No, especially because that's something that is so... Very personal. Painful and and traumatic. And you have a child out of that, too. Yeah. And she still chose to have the child rather than not, you know. Mm -hmm. And then that child ends up calling her these disgusting words for this this act, which wasn't her fault. I probably would have, I probably would have responded something similar. Yeah, not not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At this point, I'm tired of that shit. You know, and like, that's, no that's way are you is... going to start saying that to me. Uh-uh. Well, something like that anyway is hard on both parties. Right. He's just finding out that yeah. his world is completely different when he's really at that age where it's like, who the fuck am I now? Mm-hmm. He's probably having this identity crisis. He's not sure who he is, who the hell's his dad, like, holy fuck, and then she's also reliving this traumatic experience. It probably just was not, he's a teenage boy, it's not going to go well, either way. Well, not only that, but I mean, he seems to really, in the future, take on the personality of his his, his stepfather or whatever, Um, because, yeah, a lot of his tendencies are Paul's tendencies in the not-so-distant future. Yeah. At this time... Paul had a girlfriend, but she left him for his friend, which he didn't enjoy. That made him really mad. And she left him apparently because of his controlling behavior, which we'll see later with Carla. Uh He retaliated by burning, of course, setting ablaze all the things that she had given to him in the past, which, I mean, we've seen it in movies all the time. You go to the metal barrel and you put the clothes in and the the pictures in the books and you light it all on fire with the gasoline. So it's like a movie. He he did it like a movie. Oh, God. (laughs) Taylor Swift has her picture to burn song. And I, was it Shay? I don't even remember what it was. I literally stood out there and I'm like, is your picture to burn? And I burned his fucking picture. 
<laughs> and I think it was like raining me. I was under an umbrella. It was like the moment. I've literally done that. It is quite funny when you think about it in your head because you see him doing this total like Girly movie like, scene. Yeah. Yes. Oh gosh. By the time he got into college, he obviously wasn't really a nice guy. I guess he would listen to all these motivational speakers and and stuff, and he would take what they said about confidence and whatever kind of speakers he was listening to and would use that to seduce women. There were people out there who literally taught men how to pick up women, and it was not in a good way. It was really sexist. It was really bad. So that's probably literally what he the was kind doing. of speakers yes. he was listening to he would he would seduce younger women in bars oh, and started to have dark gross fantasies he seemed to develop a specific taste in women and this taste is probably why he picked up and focused on younger women in the bars because his preference was virgins of course mm-hmm. Not a new concept, unfortunately. No. A gross concept. And virginity is honestly the most antiquated concept right now in the whole world anyways. We're not going to get into that, but you can look up on Google why. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So this fantasy is disgusting, and it was to create a virgin farm where he would, quote, breed virgins to rape. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, he literally wanted to breed girls for him to rape. I wonder what they would have done, like, with the boys. I don't know, and I don't understand what he means by breed virgins, or if he meant, like... Oh, he's probably... Like, meaning... Having sex with the virgins, maybe getting them pregnant. That's what I was thinking. Like, it's either that, or he means, like, literally grooming these girls as the virgins for him to rape. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Because really, I mean, if that's his plan, this is going to sound awful, guys, and I'm sorry, I don't know how else to say this, it's going to be done after one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, the, the girl will be, what? What will he do with her after that? Mm-hmm. I know. she's not a virgin anymore. That's why he says a virgin farm, where they would just, like you said, breed virgins. And oh, it's just, gosh, you're gross, dude. It is seriously disgusting. And the amount of Who's entitlement funny? he feels... Oh, 100%. I mean, it's just yeah. so angry. Yeah. Like Women belong to him. Right. They are for him to do what he sees fit. Women are not incubators. They do not belong <laughs> to you. They only belong to themselves, even if you're married, even if no matter what, yep. the woman is her own person, is her own body. Yep. This is gross and disgusting, and if you think anything like this, please stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> or go talk to somebody. Oh, gosh. And, of course, when it came to sex, because Paul was already a very controlling person, he was into being very forceful. Yeah, he's he's dominant. You can yep. tell that he's very dominant. And he enjoyed forceful anal sex. Wonderful. So, anal is just so comfortable in the first place, and now it's... Forcibly doing force, it yeah. is... Oh, poor yeah, girl. It's just great. <sighs> he also liked to degrade his dates in public. And so he would be out with them and just would shame them and call them names in front of all these people. He dated more than one woman at a time. So I'm sure they ran into each other, you know, like in the movies. And he was known for being abusive. As he, and he also threatened to kill his girlfriends if they told anyone about his treatment of them and what, yeah. what he does to them. Can't lose the power. Of course. Two women were granted restraining orders on Paul when he started making obscene phone calls to them in 1986, 
which I'm surprised he didn't go after them. Yeah. But that's something that happened. They were, you know, they didn't care how scared they were. They were still going to call and, like, make that restraining order. In 1987, he decided to stop dating, it seems, after his last girlfriend threatened to go to the police about Paul's abuse. And that year in May is when he started to do other gross things. He raped two women. And in July, he attempted to rape another. And after that is when he met Carla. Mm-hmm. Enter Carla stage left. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Oh, Carla. What the fuck, Carla? Yeah, Carla's a piece of fucking work, y'all. Because we already know all this guy is. Oh, yeah. God, here we go. Carla Homolka was born in 1970, so I think she's like five or six years younger than Paul. Yeah. She also was born in Ontario, Canada. There's like a lot of little towns in Ontario. So yes. she was born in a town called Port Credit and Paul in Scarborough, yep, Canada. Yep. Carla was the oldest of three girls. Her two little sisters were Tammy and Lori. Yep. Their dad was an alcoholic and would degrade his daughters as well as his wife whenever he went off the deep end on a drinking binge of course so she's not having a very good time either well no and yes because when he wasn't on a drinking binge carla's dad was actually known to dote on carla and was she seemed to be like his favorite kid like he would just dote on her but then when he was drunk of course he didn't like anybody and took it out on everybody i get it yeah (laughs) i get it i thought so so (laughs) Um, her presents parents, don't make up for the fact that you're a drunk, guys. I'm sorry. Dude, nothing is like unconditional love, and conditional love means gifts. And yeah. you cannot buy people's love. You can't. You no. cannot. And it doesn't make up for crap behavior. I'm sorry. No. But that's it. Her parents' marriage also wasn't going well, and her dad began seeing another woman on the side. <sighs> but instead of his wife being angry and leaving, she suggested that they have a threesome with her. And to continue on as normal instead. Did they continue on as normal? As far as I'm aware, I I saw nothing about them being divorced. Wow, okay. All so, right, I mean, right. if it's going to be like a progressive relationship and that's how they want to handle it, then... Yes, but I don't feel like I would do that with the mistress. I feel like maybe I'd find somebody else who's kind of out of... I don't know. Maybe the wife thought the mistress was hot as fuck, too. <laughs> Could be. Could <laughs> maybe be. the wife was like... Okay, okay, I see. But it could also be, I mean, look at Carla and how it was like, this man is going to tell me what to do and I'm going to, you know what I mean? Maybe her mom was kind of... Well, the thing is, is that Carla... Maybe dad hinted at it. Well, maybe if, you know, da-da-da, it wouldn't have to da-da-da. Yeah, And she felt obliged. This this says that the mother suggested it, so I'm not sure. Yeah, true, true. I'm not very sure. But Carla, when she was... A younger lady, she had a very dominant and stubborn personality. A very headstrong young woman. Hmm. Um, Love makes people do crazy things, though. Yeah, she wasn't known for being able to make compromises, and she had no problem speaking her mind to adults, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, sounds like me when I was a kid, honestly. (laughs) My parents always said, well, at least we know no one's going to push her around. Yeah, for real. At one point, Carla got to secondary school at Sir Winston Churchill Secondary School. And she became kind of like this rebel girl. She didn't dress to her school code. She apparently did start cutting herself and making false suicide attempts for attention, which 
if she's crying out for attention, like, someone give it to her and find out what the heck is going wrong instead of being like, oh, she's just trying to get attention and leave it at that. I can't stand that. Like, obviously... She's trying to get attention for a reason. God, is this going to end with me? It's awful. Holy fuck. Uh, My parents got me attention, though. Yeah. Therapy. Yeah. And it helped. So, I guess in high school is when her personality shifted to having more masochistic and sadistic tendencies. She ended up getting a part-time job at a vet's office, which... I swore I was going to read something, like, some horror stories about her working at the vet's office. But it doesn't happen? No, she doesn't do anything with animals, but she does get some medications and some things from there. That makes sense, She steals some things from there, but I know know now that's why they mentioned it in this article, Uh but I was like, oh, God. Because it literally said... Like I did, she She's had these tendencies, and then, and then she got a job at the vet, and I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm like, these poor babies. The dog doesn't die, does he? Hey, <laughs> just like people, in movies. Some people are just very, she might have been very loving to the animals. You never yeah. know. She might have just been there like, oh, little puppy. I mean, some of us just don't like people and like animals a lot better. I mean, I'd rather be around my animals than go to a party with a bunch of people. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. So, in October, when Carla was 17, she was attending some sort of, like, pet store conference at a hotel. I don't understand, like, the pet store conference. You gotta go on that pet store circuit, guys. All of them. We got a tour going. She, like, worked for a vet's office, but she's going to, like, some sort of pet store conference. Okay, I guess maybe maybe she want to, like, start her own pet store in the future, maybe? I don't know. Or maybe it had, like, different vendors with, like, different, like, foods and, and things like that that they could maybe... Use at the vet's office. You know how the vet, like the Sell one them. I go to, it's like Science Hill Diet. Yeah. So they kind of have their little yeah, true. thingy with them. So maybe that's what it's You'd think about. it'd be like a veterinary conference, though, not like a pet store conference. Yeah, that is a bit weird. It we is would think. weird. It's just random. That's just from the source I read, y'all. So if it, if it wasn't like a pet store conference, please let me know what you um, heard it is. Maybe it's a veterinary one. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, this conference was held at a hotel in Scarborough. Okay. This is where she met 23-year-old Paul Bernardo. Why was he there, do you know? He was just, like, at the hotel. He lived in Scarborough, so he might have been, like, staying there with some girl or who knows. But even some hotels have a bar or a restaurant. Maybe he was just out, you know, that was the place to be. Yeah. So, of course, they just instantly fell for each other. You know, love at first sight. Oh, you're so beautiful. You're so beautiful. No, you're more beautiful. I love you so much. What and a Cinderella story. <laughs> yep, yep. And, and to make it much more romantic, in front of their friends later on in the night, that same night, they had sex in one of the hotel rooms. So, like, in front of their friends, they just were, like, doing it. Maybe it was a whole sex party. Who knows? Oh, gosh. I just can't. But they were just getting it on. And. Oh, I just. Yeah. So right. that's how they started. Very, very romantic start to their their story here. Yes, yes, very much so. As we know, Paul was a very controlling person and lost previous girlfriends because of it. Mm-hmm. And he started to do the same with Carla. He would control what she ate, what she wore, where and when she would go places, etc. Like all the all the classic controlling. All the classic, things. yeah. 
He also liked to degrade Carla, as mm-hmm. he would on with his other dates, mm-hmm. and would call her fat and ugly regularly, and even gave her a list of self-improvements that she needed to work on. Carla was honestly, like, a good-looking woman. Yeah, yeah that's why they're called the Ken and Barbie killers. Yeah. Because it's like, they're she not... She was in shape. She was uh-huh. this blonde lady, you know. But that's how you have to get that person in control, because then they feel... I'm absolutely worthless. Mm-hmm. I'm worth absolutely nothing more oh, yeah. than this relationship. <clears throat> I might as well stay and just take it. I'm ugly. I'm wrong. You're absolutely right. It's just... It's, yep. It's a whole cycle, and he knows exactly what he's doing. It's crazy how you can just take a mind and completely just, you know, like clay, just mm-hmm. shape it into what you need. It takes a while, but it... You can totally crush a spirit and a soul. Mm-hmm. So... Though Carla was a domineering person, there are other factors I thought about as to, like, why she would allow herself to be in the situation as a dominant person already. Yeah. She was only 17, which is, you know, still very immature. You know, mm-hmm. now, I I was I was very mature as a 17-year-old, but I'm not, not as, as mature, mature now as, as I now. am now. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. Same. Same. So, I was one of those mature... Teenagers, obviously, mm-hmm. as most girls and women are, mm-hmm. and then, but you know, you always mature more and more as you grow. So, while she was domineering to boys maybe her own age, this is a man who's six years older than her, mm-hmm. who has now worn her down, you know, and call it naivety of a young woman or just being frightened. You know, that's one of the reasons. Also, she did have sadistic and masochistic tendencies, which maybe she was turned on by being his submissive in this case. Could be, yeah. You know, if she is that type of t- person who feels those kinds of things, maybe this is her her thing. You know, she likes to be you never know. run down and everything. I almost tend to lean more towards this side in this case for some reason because of the sheer participant participating that she did and how she and later on in the story and all this stuff so that's true i don't know it's tough but i tend to lean more toward that here yeah there's just so many factors that could come into play yeah there's no way to know paul found out that carla was not a virgin and he got really upset which (laughs) honestly i'm not i'm not making assumptions about people but if a girl is willing to meet you, and then that same night, you know, do the damn thing with you, it's, chances are she's done this before. Yeah. Chances are this is not her first yeah, time. Yeah, that's true, that's true, yeah. I yeah. mean, most girls are not going to do that their first time, <laughs> no. Paul. Like, duh, you're not that special, you know, so. Unless the love was enough, I don't know. Okay, so Paul found out that Carla was not a virgin and got really upset. Well, of course. Instead of ending the relationship with Carla upon hearing this, quote, news, my goodness. <laughs> uh, I my, my pearls. pearls. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was going out. I literally clutched my Labradorite necklace. I'm like, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Yes. Instead of leaving, he just got pissed and decided to go and rape more young women. Naturally. That's, that's just his natural progression. This won Paul the name of the Scarborough Rapist. So Paul now is going to have two names. He first and foremost is the Scarborough Rapist, and then he becomes one of the Ken and Barbie killers. Yes, That's the thing, though, too. If you have a name, if you have a name, 
your cereal. potatoes. Like, yeah. yeah, you're doing this a lot. You mm-hmm. have fear instilled in this community and these females. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good Lord. Because what I have spoken about so far is not all of his cases. I will... Oh yeah. At the yeah. end I have like a little timeline all the He's doing it a little bit in between, you know, but and to... yeah, so there's a lot of cases on him. He's yeah. So garbage. The police put together a task force in March of eighty eight. Okay. But it would literally take two whole years before they even decided to release the composite sketch oh, to the public. Why? I don't know, because that's something that you make to release to right. the public. It's not just... Yeah. I guess they could make it to show to other victims, but I feel like that is something that is always let out. Yeah, this is just ridiculous already, right? Mm. So... Great police work. <laughs> yep. They have a composite sketch. <laughs> uh, they don't decide to release it till two no, years later. No. And who knows if... You know, every sexually abused person who reports it is even shown that. Because I'm like, oh, that's different. I'm all, we're not even going to, like. Right. Who knows? Half the time they're not believed anyway, so. Yep. Once they did, of course, they had literally numerous, numerous tips from people. And various women that he'd been with and abused and threatened before. That's someone that you remember. Like, if you're dating that guy, I feel like that's someone you remember and you're like, you know, I'm going to see this name. Yeah. I just have a feeling this guy's like The ones that were putting restraining orders on him. Especially when you're being degraded by this person. Mm -hmm. You remember that face. You know who this person is. Yep. And the police never followed up on those tips (laughs) because of the number of tips they already had to go through. So these women who are claiming that they have been abused and threatened by him and dated him, those tips are not being followed up on. Why do you have a task force? A task force is created so that all of your energy can go towards that. Yeah. It's not like these officers are working other fucking cases. They're on this task force. They can call through the fucking tips. Well, that's the thing. This officer handles 50. This officer handles 50. This officer handles 50. This officer handles 50. Exactly. You have a fucking task force. (sighs) Your energy goes to this case. I mean, is it surprising? No. No. At this point, we are like... That's why I laugh because it's so... It's so routine. Expected. Yeah. Every time. This is 25 episodes in, and even still when I listen to other cases, oh. it's just it's just crazy. Always. It's always. Always like that. Like, what the fuck? So first they don't release the composite sketch till two years later. Then actual women. are <clears throat> They're getting tips. They're getting active freaking tips. From women who are like, this is who this is. Mm-hmm. I have seen, this is what happened, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Not paying attention mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. It actually could have helped solve the case right from the start. That's the thing. Okay. That's what tips are for. You yeah. hear cops who are like, yeah, you know, we wish we could have gotten tips. Da, 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 da. It was a cold case. So they had this... tips. Work them tips. Yeah. They had the task force put together. <laughs> for no they fucking reason. did the composite sketch, but then didn't release it. So this task force was just sitting here with this fucking composite sketch, twiddling their thumbs. They probably While didn't more people are being raped and murdered. The task force is probably just a thing to put up to make the community feel like they were fucking doing something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we have a task force. Don't we worry, are on women. it. We have a composite sketch, which is very promising. And then they're not doing anything. Nope. And it's like... We're ragey. We're getting ragey. <laughs> well, you know, they always... We, with all the rules 
we have to follow as women to be safe all the time. And then yep, yep, the yep. police are supposed to be there to help. Here's women that are coming forward. Here's a, a face you have. And you're still not uh-huh. doing anything about uh-huh. it but pretending. And that's just so angering. I'm so did tired. You, did you see the TikTok? I think it was TikTok where it said, like, not all men. And then women would hold up something and said, but all women have to. And then whatever, you know. Hold your car keys in your hand. I have not seen that, but I want to see that. Buy pepper spray and be alert at all times. Like, no, not all men, but all women have to do this. Yeah. Because we live in fucking fear. Mm-hmm. And no one cares. Mm-hmm. We go missing. We show up dead and we go cold. Mm-hmm. Nothing is found out. It's bullshit. Yep. Do your job. And when the perpetrator is found, they get... A piddly ass sentence that they literally only serve six months of, <sighs> Prof Turner, and because then it's their future. <laughs> but but our future means nothing. No, so. our future literally means nothing. We were put on this earth to make fucking babies. Yeah. Yep. So that's why we're angry. Sorry about it. Um, we're raging. Not sorry. Not sorry. I <laughs> sorry, got not it. sorry at all. Ugh. Fuck the patriarchy. Fuck the patriarchy. <laughs> how Jesus. many times we should count? How many times we've said that in these episodes? <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. So, at this point, obviously, Paul has had to quit his job. Mm -hmm. He apparently started smuggling cigarettes from the U.S. into Canada for his monetary purposes. Were they cheaper? He was a cig smuggler. Must have been cheaper. Either that or maybe they had different brands at the time. Maybe they're like, I want a Marb, and they didn't have Marbs. They only had, like, Marbellas or something. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) You know, I don't know. Uh, So, he was a cig smuggler. That's what I call them now, a (laughs) cig smuggler. So, November of 1990. Okay. Two cops even visited Paul as a POI. Not a piece of shit, but a person. Person in trash. <laughs> they took his blood and spit samples. Oh shit! But never fucking tested him for two years. Two years. Uh, That's how important it was to catch a man who was raping young women left well, and right. Was D- when was DNA enough to earn himself a nickname? Oh, this is a nineteen. I mean, nineteen ninety. They had DNA. Okay. They definitely had DNA. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. They wait to release the the composite. They yep, get yep. they get samples. They don't even send them to a motherfucking lab. Nope. Like what is happening? Okay, he, he this guy has earned himself a nickname with how much he has been raping women, and it's it's taking all this time. It happens a lot, unfortunately. All the time. All the time. If they believe you in the fucking first place. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. And so, back in the day, it was way worse. I. I I like to have a little bit of hope with our technology. Back in the day with the technology, it was just, you were a little more fucked. You Mm -hmm. were a little bit easier to get away with stuff. Mm -hmm. But still, I mean, there's just blatant shit that is not done. The police even ignored a claim from a victim that Carla was actually present for her attack and even was the one recording the incident on camera. Oh, shit. And they ignored it. In fact, Carla knew what Paul was doing during that whole time period. Oh, I believe, yeah, yeah. And this is when the darkness grows for both of them. And that's why their relationship was the best out of all of them, because she <clears throat> can really accept me for who mm-hmm. I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Such scum. Yeah. So, major escalation. Here's the third nickname we run into. The schoolgirl murders. 
Oh wait, oh wait, he's gonna escalate. Oh wait, oh wait, <laughs> or just escalate. wait, just wait. One yep. of those. All right, ooh, that's a that's a scary name. The schoolgirl murders. It's awful. It's yeah. like, of course, the Scarborough. Like that's you know terrifying, the but that's just murders. like the schoolgirl school murders. murders. Like the Ken and Barbie killers. I feel like, like that's a horror geez. movie I've seen. I, I, yeah, it definitely was. I've seen definitely like. Um, college uh, fraternity. Yes, yes, and yes. The killers yes. go in. What was that called? Wolf something. Oh, that was a good. There one. are like thirty thousand. I know. Because I have one in my head too. I want to watch a slasher now. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love a good fucking slasher. We, we still we got Jeepers Creepers on yes. this. Now we got a slasher. It's still gloomy <laughs> out. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Oh. oh God. All right. Here we go. Here we go with the shit. More shit, I should say. Oh, the yeah. worst shit. It's just piling. Yeah. It's just shit piling up. So it's later in 1990. The cops are still trying to figure out who Paul actually is, okay. even though they already have his samples and, and like, tips and all this shit. He apparently has a thing for Carla's younger sister, Tammy, who is mm-hmm. 15 years old at the time. Ugh. He becomes infatuated with Tammy. Yeah. Yeah. He would, like, spy on her and Mm -hmm. watch her and stuff. Mm -hmm. So now, not only does he prefer younger women, like, underage, like his dad, with his pedophilia problem, Uh but he's now peeping, and who knows how long he's done that for, just like Kenneth, his dad, also. Yeah. Paul then devises a sick fucking plan with Carla, Tammy's own sister. Mm Mm-hmm. Tammy's own sister. Let's drill that. Yes. Drill that in. The plan was that Carla would make sure her sister remained a virgin until the chance arose for Paul to rape Tammy. Oh, yeah, I remember that detail. Oh, God. So the first time, because they had to try multiple times to accomplish this, and Carla was just going right along with it, with this plan to hurt her sister in such a sickening, awful way. So, the first time the two tried to do this, Carla had stolen Valium from the vet clinic where she worked Uh and attempted to lace Tammy's food with it, but Tammy was only out for about a minute, which obviously wasn't long enough for Paul to be able to do anything. Yeah, no, no. And the second time was after a family dinner for Christmas on December 23rd, Uh Carla wanted to gift him. Her. Tammy's virginity to Paul. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my god. Awful. I just imagined that conversation. Yep. Surprise. Ugh. Gross. So and this poor this poor girl, she's only fifteen years old. And know, has no right? idea. Like she probably is like, alright, this guy's being fucking weird, dude. Yeah. She probably like told Carla. She probably told people because he sounds like he's being fucking Yeah. Creep show. I know. But just, oh my god. And and the fact that Carla has no problem that his her own man is so obsessed with her sister. Also. Right. Right. Like, ugh, no. It's just all it's all wrong. It's all nasty. Every bit of it. It's I just know. terrible. I know. And just for your warning, what comes next is every bit worse, you guys. So. Yeah. While their parents were asleep upstairs, the couple spiked a drink of Tammy's with sleeping pills, and she was out. 
Paul undressed Tammy. And Carla had also stolen an anesthetic from work called Halothane, I want to say. It was like an anesthetic. Okay. With which she soaked a towel and held it over Tammy's nose and mouth to prevent her from waking up. So she just kept breathing in this anesthetic. And oh. who knows if it was, it was obviously moist, so it was probably dripping. I don't know. I uh-huh. don't know. Oh, something. Oh, God. Paul proceeded then to rape Carla's younger sister while she helped hold Tammy down. At this point, Tammy began to throw up and subsequently stopped breathing while Carla was still holding her down and she was unable to clear her throat because Uh Carla just kept sitting on her while and holding her down while she's choking on her vomit. Uh So Tammy passes away Uh and no one... Neither Carla nor Paul chose to revive Tammy. They instead chose to clean up their mess. They got Tammy dressed and brought her to her room, yeah. all before calling 911. Jesus, fuck. That is so fucking awful. I'm sorry, Tammy. Yeah, my heart is, like, so crushed for Tammy because mm-hmm. that's her own sister, she's watching this happening. Like, mm-hmm. no, she was out. Okay, so she was out. But she knows that her sister was the one involved. I mean, I, I don't know. It's terrible. It's just it terrible. It is terrible. It's just awful. I I have, like, it's just awful. I have no words. Even though I have, like, a thousand words left on my document here, I have just no words. Uh, no, the fact that they just literally cleaned everything up and, and went to, you know, hide their crime. Carla has no remorse for her sister. It's mm-hmm. just disgusting. No, it was all about that man. And she needed to make that man happy by giving him this Christmas present. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. Just disgusting. Tammy's death would be ruled, guess what? An accident. Even though her face showed evidence of a chemical burn, which obviously would suggest at least foul play. Something of the sort. Something. Yeah. yeah. Like an unnatural, she was, something happened. If she's got chemical burns on her face from this anesthetic that's uh-huh. not supposed to be sitting on your face like that, this must have been happening for a long time in order for this to burn her face. And I'm just yeah. like, ugh, God, it's just awful. It is awful. So the police ruled that an accident and foul play, so... Nobody was implicated in that. Later in 1993, so I'm going to jump forward just for a brief second, Tammy's remains were to be exhumed for the later case that will obviously come about. Mm -hmm. And it was found that Carla and Paul had somehow snuck a picture of themselves into Tammy's casket before it was buried. As just a last fuck you to her sister. They don't care. They literally don't care. He got what he needed and it's done. He's done with it. Discarding it. I even read that Carla was, like, laying in the casket. I believe it. And he was, like, stroking her hair and stuff. Oh, I think, These yes. These people are disgusting. Yeah, I heard that. And that's why I kept leaning to the fact that Carla is not just a little victim in this. You know, she yes, she was treated as a victim where he would control her and, and make her feel that way. But this is something, something completely different. She had the, the peace... <clears throat> That, like, Matt just meshed with his perfectly and yeah. they just completed each other's six cycles. And they even said she had that dominant. Uh-huh. So that's where her dominance gets to come in. 
And her sadism and masochism is because she's the one that gets to help pin these girls down and do whatever needs to be done for him to get his sick thing off. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's so gross, Carla. You're fucking gross. Anywho, after this event, Carla would dress in her little sister's clothing while the two would role play the sexual encounters between Paul and Tammy and would videotape it, no less. That is sickening. Which is just fucking obscene. Sickening. Yeah. It's just awful. She literally played out the scene of her sister perishing and even dressed up in her clothing. And it's just mind-blowing. Like, mm-hmm. people like that just shouldn't exist in this world. No. No. Why? Why do they exist? I don't know. Why is this a thing? I don't know, and I will never be... That is something I will never blame on mental illness. Pedophilia, rapists, things like that. No, I'm just sorry. I don't care if you think that you can be... Just, you shouldn't exist. I'm sorry. It's awful to say. That's how I feel. I know. With how it takes so much away, and and with how women are never believed and all this other stuff, that's why I I just say, I don't care. And little children... You just shouldn't exist. Children should just be safe. Yeah, my God. They should just be safe. They should never, ever, 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 ever have to go through something traumatic like that. There are people that do it to babies in diapers. So it's like, no, I don't believe that you should even have a chance. You should just not exist. I'm sorry. I just wish I could snap my fingers and make all those people disappear because... That's all sorts of unnecessary trauma to people, and it's horrible trauma that, oh, God. No. No. Just I'm remember, just not okay guys, people are not yours to do what you please with. No means no. No means no. Always. And no is a full sentence. Yes. Girls, yes. no is a full sentence. Yes, it is. You do not have to explain your decisions. Fuck no. If, if you just want to say no, and nobody, and they keep asking, you just say no, because I said No. no. So you don't have to fucking explain yourself no. to anybody. You don't owe an explanation. No is a full sentence. You guys. Oh, Lord. Okay. Fucking key. At some point in 1991, Carla had befriended a teenage girl at her workplace who later went on to testify in court. So this is a victim who did survive. Mm-hmm. Um, on June 7th, Carla invited the teen over to their house and again laced her drink. And when the girl passed out, she told Paul she had a wedding gift for him. So she just keeps gifting him these things. And they're not married yet. They get married, oh, my God, on Finn's birthday. And it sounds like, oh, my mom's birthday, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's awful. I read that. I'm like, shit. <laughs> You're going to think about that every I know. fucking year. I sure Happy am. anniversary. So the girls now are not picked by him. They're being picked by her. They're people she knows, and she's just procuring them. For Somewhat, him. yeah. Because okay. okay. he does some still pick some himself. Some, okay. Yeah, because right. there is, the, I think, the next one he. But this one was a gift that was kind of just procured mm-hmm. by. Because she likes it too. Uh-huh. She gets off on it. Uh-huh. And so that's why I know she's not a bit. She wouldn't be bringing girls home and tricking tricking girls if she, like, that's her own choice. She does not have to do that while she's out. No, no. you know, she does not. So, of course, they filmed themselves raping the girl because they literally filmed themselves doing everything all the time. You know, they film everything. They film all their shit. And she's, is she active more, is she just holding them down at this point or is she kind of being more active? She, they don't describe. Because it says as they, you know, assaulted the woman. Yeah. 
this one source that I read did not say there is very possible another source may have gotten into more detail, which yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I'm kind of giving a very condensed version because this is a very long story, oh, surprisingly, God, yeah. Yeah. and I didn't really want to get into like too much of that. So if you do want to find out more, you can like definitely click on the episode sources for the blog because all those, I found lots of different sources that I was reading through that you will find, you know actual in-depth like the time things happened and stuff like that and I just wasn't gonna get into like yeah no. all that no too much so if you're into finding all that out definitely go and click on the episode sources on the blog because those will probably have more in-depth stuff I'm giving you a very condensed version <laughs> which is still not great yeah still kind of good rough. but it's just not great yeah subject. and as a lady I just was like I didn't want to have to get into that I didn't want to I'm so tired of fucking this bullshit happening, and it's just hard to to read about and read about and then write about and write about. I know it just sucks because um, you know it's a woman doing it. Is, yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's so. And awful. I want to know how fucking involved, really. I mean, yes, holding her down is involvement, but I want to know, you know, like she sounds a lot like Paul. Yeah, I have a feeling like that she partook. Kind of yeah, yeah. kind of seeming like the same And person. he probably asked her to partake. And then sometimes she probably was the one recording or, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Good know. fucking Lord. I think there's documentaries we should watch some. Oh, I'm sure. I think yeah. I, I think that's where I learned it from was like a women killers type of docu yeah. where I'm like, ooh, I got to eat this up. Mm-hmm. And she was on it and it's like, oh, fuck. So the girl... That they were just doing that, too. She woke up the next day. She did not... She was not... Parish. It almost seemed like that if the girls did, it kind of... Was either, it ac- either was accidental... Yes, it went too far. And they just didn't care. Mm-hmm. Or there was one time when... I'll get into that later. A girl ends up seeing who they are, even though she already kind of knew who it was. So they kind of were like, like, we have to... Yeah. They get, they get worse. They escalate, of course. That's the thing, though. If I'm this girl that I'm like this last girl worked with Carla, right? Is that what you said? So I'm going back to Carla's house and then I don't remember anything that happened. I'm not dumb. Mm-hmm. I'm not fucking mm-hmm. stupid. I can tell my body and I can be like, okay, I did not have that much to drink. Mm-hmm. They drugged my ass. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. That's what it says too is that she woke up not feeling well, mm-hmm. but she was unaware. So the drugs worked. Because she had no idea that that's what happened. But obviously something weird happened. Something ha- Exactly. <laughs> like, if I'm having, I, I guess I can't tell how many drinks she had, but it doesn't sound like they're, like, getting her drunk and then doing that, maybe. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like if I just black out, I don't black out in my life. Yeah. I can take control of myself pretty good. Yeah. I like to be in control of myself. So if I go to a place like this and then I'm, like, done for, I know something. Well, yeah, that's it. You know, because, like, she, I think that they did have lots of drinks typically with these girls. So it could be that they were drunk, and who knows how. Yeah, and did who I knows? Say how some old people, this one was? Some people black out more than other people. Some people just drink more than other people. Yeah. I've just never been, I don't like not feeling in control of myself. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't put myself in that situation. Yeah. On June 15th, Paul was on a mission to steal license plates off cars for his SIG smuggling business. Okay, I mean... Yeah, but it just kind of makes me laugh because instead of stealing the cars, he's stealing different plates, license plates, but yeah. driving around in the in the same car. Yeah, yeah. Like, duh. It's always going to be like... 
the same motherfucking car. So if somebody keeps getting reports, they'll the cops will catch on that, okay, there's different license plates, but how the fuck is it possible that it's the same they motherfucking might car? Not, though. They might not, though. Like, that's of the thing. This guy was probably getting away with it. Well, they're, they're idiots. They never figure shit out. It's like we come across anyways. We so. have this guy that looks like this, and he's driving this car, but but he's from Texas. He's not from yeah. Minnesota. Yeah, like this guy, guy looks the same. He looks exactly the same, too, but he's he's from Michigan. Although he's probably but the from car is the same. Because he's probably stealing Canadian plates, not U.S. plates. Oh, yeah, duh. And just not very... Uh, but still, you get the drift. That's, what we're, that's the point we're trying to make. All right, so... After laughing about the fact that he's stealing different car plates, but driving the same car, he looks the same mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. On June 15th, while he was out on his mission, he came across a 14-year-old girl named Leslie Mahaffey, who was locked out of her house for, like, bad behavior or something. Parents locked her out of the house, which fucking been also there. remind me of... <laughs> <laughs> fucking been there. Yeah, I know. But I was there for you. I remember a night, man, sitting in the car calling you, oh, yeah, I'm going to kick that house again. And I was like 11, and I was like, oh, we'll go get her. <laughs> I'm okay, guys. I have, I'm okay. Life was a little rough my teen years, but I'm all right. Yeah. You, know? you got good support system, which is me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And Sean, yes, yeah, but. Yes. <laughs> the OG Sean sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, I'll share. okay so she asked paul if he had had any cigarettes to which he responded yeah but you know they're in my car so let's go get them from my car and so she ends up going over to his car he ends up getting her blindfolded and shoving her in his car oh you can't see where i have the cigarettes because what well, I think that was just a lure to get her to the car, and then once and then she was there... And forcibly put it yes, in Okay. That's right, what right. I'm thinking, is that once she was there, he kind of okay. put that blindfold on and kind of, like, kicked her ass in the, car, in the car. You yeah. know? I'm just picturing, like, okay, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a special kind of cigarette from America that I smuggled here. You can't see what they are where I hide them. Yes. So, he took her home to Carla, and he introduced the girl as their, quote, playmate, which... You guys, if you're into this type of stuff, I am not judging you, but do not be, yeah, do not be kidnapping girls, taking, or even using anything with underage girls, and don't be drugging, yeah, Mm -hmm. you cannot do that. Have them, invite them over, and and tell them what your plans are, and and ask them if they're into the same thing, and if they are, then yes, that's okay. That's called, you know, adult Uh play, normally, like, consensual, but this is not okay. Do not do this. Uh Uh-uh. So, he brings her home, introduces her as their playmate. Mm-hmm. They get their camera out. They, of course, recorded themselves raping Leslie. And she was blindfolded this whole time, but when the blindfold fell off, Ooh. they decided that they needed to kill her, of course. Even though they, so, Leslie literally saw Paul yeah, and like before he blindfolded her. Exactly. These people are, like, really big idiots, honestly. And she was not drugged. As far as I'm aware, I'm not sure that this okay. my my source did not say. But well, they might have just gotten better at tie uh, restraining. Mm-hmm. And, and they probably like didn't that. want the girls drugged anymore. And it's it probably like something Paul liked if they were awake and going through it. 
Uh huh. Oh no. Yeah. So it's awful in itself. So they kept they 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 did kill her. I believe that they used some sort of cord. We'll get into that later to choke her with. Sixty-eight. Yep. They strangled her and they put Leslie's body in the basement after they went upstairs and enjoyed a family dinner with Carla's family. No. Yes, with the homokas upstairs. How do you how do you keep it together? I feel like I'd be a raging ball of nerves. I have a coffee and I'm shaking and I'm like, yeah. What the fuck? I don't know. You just go back to normal. It's like nothing happened. These people are freaking crazy. Yeah, but decompartmentalization. It can live in this part of your brain and then you just shut it off and you're like, I'm Susie Homemaker. Welcome, family. Oh my god, so Making scary. Tuna noodle casserole yeah. before the freaking family comes over. They eventually dismembered poor Leslie and threw her remains into Lake Gibson. And on June 29th, which is when Parla, I keep wanting to say Parla for Paul and Carla. (laughs) Paul and Carla, yeah. I'm just going to call them Parla from now on. They got married that that day on June 29th. And the same exact day, Leslie's remains were found. Oh, shit. Yes. So they... Leslie's remain. She's like, I'm ruining your happy day, bitch. Yep. Mm -mm, Can't keep me down. A few months later in August, they invited over another young girl who, much like Tammy, stopped breathing while being raped by the couple, but was successfully revived this time. On April 16th, 1992, 15-year-old Kristen French was leaving the Holy Cross Catholic Secondary School when she was captured and kidnapped by Carla and Paul. Jesus. And secondary school is like... I think it's like high school. Middle high school, school. maybe? Yeah. So you got elementary, then there's middle, then there's high school. I think it's middle school. Okay. Yeah, because our school is very different from, like, UK and, like, all... Like, they have... It's weird. Their high school in, like, UK is, like, university, they call it or something. And then in places like Italy, they actually go off to their specialty, like, college-type courses... Like younger, very young, like yeah. during high school years, uh-huh. I believe. So, so let us know, Canadian listeners. Another thing, <laughs> yeah, um, murderpot@gmail.com. <laughs> Obviously, there were lots of people around when this happened this time. Yeah, so, they're just letting out school. I mean, there's got to be yeah. kids and buses and parents and holy shit. I was gonna say this was just as school was getting out, and therefore uh-huh. it left like a good amount of witnesses. Dumbasses. Yeah. What license plate did he have? I know. (laughs) Can't be them. Uh. This time, the girl was kept for three days. Oh, God. During which time she had to endure endure some awful, nasty things. Mm -hmm. They forced her to act submissively to Paul while forcing her to watch the videos of Leslie's rape. Mm -hmm. Which is fucking... Awful. Yeah, because you're like, that's going to happen to me. That's terrifying. They also forced her to drink copious amounts of alcohol, Uh, like guzzling. The two of them, it says, raped the girl for three days until they strangled her to death with the same cord, apparently the same one that they had used to kill Leslie Mahaffey. Cord. I can only picture that there was like some sort of phone in the room. Yeah. And they like an extension they had, cord yes. of some sort. Because yeah. it was that time. It was in the nineties. You had those wall, the wall phones with the long cords that were curly and all that. And that's, that's kind of what I picture. It's a thick cord too. Yeah. Yeah. Aww. So they again tossed her body in the basement while enjoying company. 
later on, which was Carla's family again. They just they were all close with Carla's family after, but not even Sister Tammy. What even the after fuck? Tammy had, yeah. I mean, it's so messed up. It's like they're just they're putting on that show. So later, after their company had left, they cleaned the body. They cut its hair before throwing it into her. I should say it's just weird. It's, I don't like it. Into a dumpster, I saw. But I also saw on another source a ditch. So okay, I'm not really sure. For a reason unbeknownst to me, on December 27th, Paul went on a rampage and literally beat the shit out of Carla with a flashlight. Jesus. She had two massive black eyes. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, the most massive black eyes you've ever seen in your life. As well as bruising on her arms. Still, the next morning, she decided to go to work, and she said she got into a car accident, which her co-workers decided to call Carla's parents, and her, her parents took her to the hospital, where Carla claimed the role of the battered wife and actually filed charges against Paul. So, the very first time something happened to her, like, legit, uh-huh. she was she like, didn't no. didn't like it. She didn't like it. Which, I have to give her credit in that aspect. Only in that aspect. And that's the thing is, you don't piss off that person, Paul. Uh-huh. But why does, she, you know, that's what I don't like about when these women are involved is that, okay, so it's okay for him, it's not okay for him to treat you that way. No, but no, look at I what you're doing to all these other fucking uh-huh. women, Carla. Uh-huh. But that ha- that's like, always what happens. Mm-hmm. They get scared. They get hit. Something mm-hmm. happens to them. And then it's like, oh, now I'm, I'm the victim. Run. Exactly. Yeah. No, yep. it's, it's, it's so angry. And they know all of your crimes. They're obviously going to turn you in. Mm-hmm. And no that's what, so, yeah, that's the thing. So, she does later know that she's going to get caught or whatever. So, that's, so, luckily and coincidentally, during this time, the samples the police collected from Paul over two years ago had finally been processed and put into the system. And when he was arrested, they finally connected Paul to being the Scarborough rapist. Oh, okay. So there's one thing already. One thing down. Yep, yep, yep. It'll start to crumble. It is crumbling. <laughs> yes. At the end of all this, like I said, I'm going to include the timeline of all Paul's victims mm-hmm. and then his and Carla's because his track record is just fucking Extensive, disgusting. Yeah. yeah. So Carla went and moved in with her aunt and uncle where she told them that Paul was not only the Scarborough rapist, but was also the murderer of Leslie and Kristen. Carla tried to get full immunity for her cooperation, but instead she faced a 12-year prison sentence for manslaughter of three, including her own sister, which um, was reopened for this case, and it was without the possibility of parole, and she also testified against Paul at his hearing, which was in 1995. Of course. Paul received life in prison without parole for at least 25 years, so he gets life, but he can't get paroled out until after possibly 25 25 years, years, but they're probably from what I saw, it said that, yeah, it said that it's almost a sure thing that he won't ever get out because his track record before this and now with this, he's just a danger to society and they probably will never let him out. Mm -hmm. Thankfully. Mm -hmm. Um, but he even has to be segregated from the other prisoners because they want to hurt him so badly for all these crimes that he committed. Yes. And, yeah, and there was actually a prison riot once where they all fled to his area and they had to be like broken up and yeah. So Damn. Yeah. He's not safe. <laughs> because the role because of the role everyone saw Carla play in the events that took place, 
um, because of their need to record everything. Yeah, there's tons of fucking evidence. Yeah. Her plea deal was super heavily criticized in Canada. The people were not happy. 12 fucking years? Yeah. I'm pissed at that. I was going to wait until you said something about they reopened it and gave her life. Yeah. Because that's bullshit. Her own sister. years. And not only that, but there was more girls dead after that. Early 20s at this point, Mm -hmm. if that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't Fuck. do the math in this one, but yeah, she's not uh, She's no, not very old. I'm not doing the math either because I don't do math. <laughs> yeah. So, she was not a good person. The videos made it seem like she, was, she wasn't She was not enjoying taking part. She was very much enjoying what was going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, still, she was released in 2005, and she moved to Guadalupe to escape the public scrutiny for a while. Because so they didn't put her on any witness protection or anything? I don't know. Okay. No. Okay. In 2007, she met and married her current husband, and they had three children oh, and moved back to Canada. So she lives in Canada now again. Not sure where. I hope you're rehabilitated. That's it. I, mean, I can at least hope she's rehabilitated. Yeah. She's out and about. I know. Please. please boot and a boot. For the love of God, please don't please. hurt any more people. No. You have children now. So here's the track record that I wanted to share with you. Oh, God, here Be we go. Be prepared. Yeah, I'm ready. The Scarborough Rapes. Ugh, I hate that word. Mm-hmm. Rapes. This is just awful. So, by the way, this whole article that I was pulling information from was actually from a Criminal Minds Wikipedia fandom site. And they had all sorts of great information and even this timeline and everything. So, in 1987, May 4th, unnamed 21-year-old victim. May 14th, unnamed 19-year-old victim. Ju- uh, July 17th, unnamed victim. Beat and attempted to rape, fled when she fought back. September 29th, unnamed 15-year-old victim. Threatened with a knife, assaulted, bit her ear, and attempted to rape inside her home. Fled when the victim's mother intervened. December 26th, unnamed 15-year-old victim. December uh, 23rd, unnamed 17-year-old victim, also violated sexually with a knife. Oh, my God. Yep. That was just in 87. So, we got one, two, three, four, five, six cases just in 87. Mm -hmm. 88, we have April 18th, unnamed 17-year-old victim. May 30th, unnamed 18-year-old victim, um, who was raped in a different town instead of Scarborough. October 4th, unnamed victim, stabbed twice in the thigh and buttocks and attempted to rape, fled when she saw, uh, when she fought back and she survived. November 16th, unnamed 18-year-old victim. December 27th, unnamed victim, attempted to rape but fled when a neighbor spotted and pursued him. 1989, June 20th, unnamed victim, attempted to rape, fled when the victim fought back and screamed. So please, always Make as much noise as possible fight and back. always fucking fight mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. Because these people a lot of times are not expecting that. They're looking for somebody who's going to be an easy target and be very vulnerable. Do not allow that. Just fight with all your might. Mm-hmm. And Even if you kill me, scream. I will have your body right under my fingernails. Yeah. I'm scratching the fuck out of you. I have nails, and you're going to get caught either way. I'm digging my fucking thumbs into your eyeballs, okay? It feels gross, and I'm not even doing it right now, but I'm like, ugh, I gross. Know, uh, but pop it up. I would do that, okay? Do not even step up to me in that. Do you want your eyeballs? Do you want your eyeballs pushed into your brain? I don't think so. Oh, gosh. So, anyways. Ugh. 
August 15th, unnamed 22-year-old victim stalked her since the previous night. November 21st, unnamed 15-year-old victim. November 22nd, unnamed 19-year-old victim. May 26, 1990, unnamed 19-year-old victim. And then it says, note, on May 25th, 1988, Bernardo had been intending to carry out another rape standing near a bus shelter when he was spotted by a uniformed Metro Toronto investigator who chased him away. Of course, we have the three victims, Tammy Homolka, of course, which was Carla's younger sister, who was 15. Then we have Leslie Mahaffey and Kristen French. And there was the... Uh, I think there was also the unknown victim in there who survived, I thought. Yeah, yeah. The suspected victim, let's see. It says, the following were confessed or suspected attacks by Bernardo. Unspecified dates and location in 1986, up to 10 unnamed women, all raped by Bernardo, confessed in 2006. Damn. 1991. busy. Yep. January 12th, January Girl was a pseudonym by Bernardo. Abducted and by both abducted by both and raped by Bernardo was released. Uh, Bernardo confessed to the attack. April six, unnamed fourteen-year-old victim, possibly abducted and sexually assaulted by Bernardo alone, she was released. June seventh, Jane Doe, fifteen years old, pseudonym. I don't know why it says pseudonym because it doesn't say one. Was sedated by Hamoka and raped by both. March 29, 1992, two unnamed sisters were stalked and videotaped by Bernardo only. Hmm. And then it says, no, there have been attempts to tie Bernardo back to the murder of Elizabeth Bain, who disappeared on June 19, 1990, which was three weeks after his last attack as the Scarborough rapist. Her body was never found, although her car was discovered three days later after her disappearance with large blood stain on the back seat. Oh. And a man... Robert Baltovich had already been wrongly convicted of the crime and spent eight years in prison and in a retrial in 2008 presented new evidence implicating Bernardo of the crime and uh, others have suggested links between Bernardo and the 1991 disappearance of Terry Anderson in St. Catharines and also a string of rapes in Amherst, New York. Oh, shit. So he was literally praying on people everywhere. Mm-hmm. So fucking scary, dude. You never know who you're walking amongst Fuck in no. this world, and it's so scary. Even with Tammy and her damn sister. You her don't know sister. anybody. No. You don't know what anybody is capable of. God, I'm going to get so paranoid. I know. I'm going to be one of those people who just, like, shuts in and doesn't trust anybody. Yeah. And just like, no. <laughs> I know. Some scary. other details I read include his modus operandi. Mm-hmm which I only have a portion of because the rest was kind of long, said, quote, Bernardo targeted petite white women between 14 and 22 years of age, 5'11 to 5'3 and 95 to 135 pounds, that he saw walking alone at night in the vicinity of his home at the time. He would follow, stalk, and sometimes videotape them for a while before threatening them with a knife, raping them anally, and fleeing on foot. So when they said that she was raped sexually with a knife you can imagine where he was like literally it's just goddamn yeah, awful yeah he's the worst so a quote from the fbi on paul bernardo himself because he was now on fbi watch lists and they i mean they were involved it says typically this type of offender starts his attacks in an area with which he's familiar 
Anger is the primary behavior exhibited by the offender during his attacks, and his intent is to punish and degrade his victims, as we know. Mm-hmm. As he is angry with all women, which started from his mom being assaulted and he being taking that out, thinking that's her fault. Yep. His anger is unmistakable when observing the excessive physical force he used against the victims. The escalation of violence is observable in a series of attacks as he was using far more physical force against the victims than was necessary to control them. Mm-hmm. Based upon our research and experience that if confronted by a victim who vigorously re- resisted his attack, the offender was a type who would likely become so enraged he could lose control and thereby become capable of unintentionally murdering the victim. The sadist achieves gratification by the victim's response to his attempts to dominate and control her, either physically or psychologically, by posing a question that would make the victim beg for her life. Jesus. So, there is more to that, but that was all I'm going to read, because it's also very long, but, yeah, I just thought that was interesting, coming from the FBI, and, like, they're kind of, that was their profile on him, and everything like that. So, that is that awful case. Yep. And it was, like, a lot more than what I thought. I thought for some reason it was just Tammy, but it was a lot more. And I kind of thought it was just Tammy, too. I'm surprised that I... Yeah. Yeah, that must be really what they focus heavily on the most mm-hmm. with the media. But there was a lot more, and Paul's track record is just astounding. Before he even met Carl. Yeah. It's just damn. And even after, to be connected to a string of rapes over 10 in 1990 Mm -hmm. and stuff Mm -hmm. and it's like what the hell dude i mean it's just crazy so yeah stay tuned for new content i'm just gonna end this episode here because i was dealing with it all morning and i don't (laughs) want to talk about it anymore i hear you i hear you and our monthly facebook live videos of course although tonight is this month's Live, so come see us tonight. Tonight, tonight, tonight. Um, nine. Yep, nine o'clock. About EST. Yep, maybe yep. fashionably late, like sometimes we usually are. Nine eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening. Yes. I think that our lives are gonna try to after this stick to the middle of the month. So if Mid. we can try to do like fifteenth or sixteenth, right around there, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'd be good. Where they're at. Um, and we'll let you know in the episode that week, we will do like a social media blitz where, yep. you know, you will know that we're going live, guys. Yeah. We, we want you to be there. There will be no way for you to miss it. Exactly. So we are going to be having a really cool paranormal investigation soon. So keep yeah. your eye out for that on the YouTube. The way you can do that is by hitting the subscribe button. You should smash it. Mm-hmm. Hit the you bell. should hit the bell so you can get a ring ding ding every time we uh, post. We have new content. Yeah, yeah. You should leave us reviews wherever and however you are able, anywhere you can, especially you listeners on Apple. Mm-hmm. And go to Facebook and leave us a recommendation. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. And let's see, I think we covered all that. Now you can just go over to um, our socials if you haven't already. You can follow us on Facebook at More Than Murder, which I also see that our URL pops up at slash MTM Pod. Yes. So maybe we should change this in the future. I'm not sure. Well, no, it would be. It's different. Like, if so you, you can go to find Facebook, us on Facebook if you type into the search bar more, more than, than murder. murder. Yes. If you're like www. Yeah. If you do facebook.com slash MTM pod, that'll also bring you there. Yes. yes. <laughs> Just so you don't get confused. Because <laughs> even when I'm like adding for like tagging purposes, I type in more than murder, not MTM pod. Yeah. Yeah. So, which 
start using MTM Pod because we love our MTM. We do. We and do. we are the mm-hmm. MTM PG. We are the MTM Pod. We are that two P's. We are everything. We're everything. That's more than murder. Yeah, that's us, guys. All right. So now that you know where to go on Facebook for sure, you can go to Twitter and follow us at more than underscore murder. And then you can go to Insta and follow us there as well at more than murder pod. And if you have any experiences with some weird people like Paul Bernardo. Oh, um, did you have a close call anytime? I've heard those on podcasts and they're terrifying. Yeah. Tell us some of your close calls. Tell mm-hmm. us sometimes how you were able to shoot a guy down. Tell us any of your stories that you want to tell us. Yep, yep. You can email us those at the Gmail. Yeah, at the Gmail. More than murder pod at gmail.com. <laughs> you made me want to sing. I know, right? <laughs> All right. So go do that. Go there. Hit those buttons. Get likes or give us likes. Give us subscribes, follows, comments, shares. All that great stuff. We will see it tonight on our live. The blog. Oh, yeah. Make sure you go and go to our website at www morethanmurderpod.com yep. because we will have pictures there of the disgusting Paul and Carla and also the photos of the victims and we will also have episode sources and shit like that so everything guys make sure you check check chickity check it yeah every week because it's different every week just like we yes. have different new episodes yes. every week so we have yes. corresponding blog 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 articles every week the blog the blog the blog i'm gonna call it the blog <laughs> yeah so go there do that hit that button and read the blog yeah and you can also like on thursday afternoons ish you can go there and find out what the episode might be about yeah we put a little teaser yeah a sneak peek on thursday for you sneaky peeky for you yeah maybe i'll find a a alliteration that can go with that instead of thirsty thursday it's kind of like a brief thursday but i gotta find something that starts we'll find it we'll find it we'll think of it we'll start thinking of it but yeah guys thank you so much for listening we freaking love you guys we love you thank you we're also going to be starting a facebook group for the podcast soon so make sure when we send out those invites you say Except yes, yes, we want you to be a part of that. We want you to be able to share memes and articles and anything your little heart desires that has to pertain to paranormal, oddity, weird, true crime. I mean, I mean everything that's on that's more than murder. The haunted, the bloody, the creepy, the nutty. Come exactly. on, send yeah. us it. We yeah. want to read it. We want to see it. We want to. We do all that stuff. Yeah. So but, yeah. All right, guys. We done. We see done. you tonight. Bye. Bye.